0: Hello, hello everybody. What's going on? It's Jessie Lee and call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor and this is episode 175 of the show. Holy smokes, what is going on? 175 episodes that y'all have listened to. This is crazy. If you've listened to all of them, can you DM me and let me know? I'm curious. I really want to know. So uh, this podcast, actually, I uh, this episode, I kind of want to recap the trip here. I am walking in very sunny Valencia, Spain. Um, and this is it. This is the last and final day. And it seems very surreal. I was supposed to come... Uh, for 10 days, and I lasted 40. (laughs) So I feel like I've had a bit of a, um, for sure, spiritual awakening, for sure, probably took care of myself for the first time properly in I don't even know how long and I kind of want to go over everything like I don't know I don't I didn't I don't know that I was expecting it to be a tell-all but I feel like this episode's gonna be a tell-all who knows um but I did ask you guys maybe two episodes ago when I was walking last time in Spain I said you know do you guys want to hear more about what's going on in my life uh and then I guess the business lessons that I have learned from it and it was a very over Overwhelming, yes. And so I went ahead and I said, okay, I'm going to go on a nice long walk, stroll here, get my 45 minute outside. Where I don't think it's going to be a 45 minute long episode, uh, but I've been outside walking now for a little bit and um, I figured I would just kind of let it all hang out. So For those of you who don't know, um, I grew up in a really small town in Frederick County, Maryland called Middletown, Maryland. It's a small country farming town that has turned into a golf resort since I lived there, which is actually kind of cool, but that gives you an idea of sort of the landscape. It's just beautiful rolling hills, and um, I was one of the families that just didn't have a lot, and so my whole life, I think, I have sort of been chasing abundance, um, and now I'm just abundant and I'm chasing even more abundance, of course, but I don't know how many of you can relate to struggles. I don't know how many of you can relate to not having enough but I truly believe in my heart of hearts that a lot of the reason that I behave the way I behave in business and in relationships and in life of course stems from my childhood I think that's extremely normal I think that's how all of us operate and certainly myself when I look at how I handle situations and um, just my life in general you know honestly as I continue to grow and evolve and become the woman I'm supposed to be so I grew up in this small country town and, uh, you know, people don't really travel from there. It was like one of those places where, you know, you, the the big exciting thing would be the, the bonfire parties that you drive the trucks to, and then you go mudding and then everybody gets drunk. And it's sort of like every weekend is groundhog day, right? Everybody does the same thing constantly. Uh, and I don't know. People don't escape. You know, people do not get out of Frederick County, Maryland. And so um, I knew from a very young age I wanted to. I knew I wanted to explore. I remember probably the first time that I had some kind of love affair with Italy was when Nana went to Italy. She went to Italy when I was a little, little girl, probably maybe... Um, 10 or 12 years old or something like that I don't know how little that is but whatever 10 or 12 years old and she brought me back a snow globe I still have in my office I'll show you a photo of when I get back home um, of Assisi and I remember being like oh my god I want to go to Italy someday and I remember her showing me photos of it and she wrote me postcards from Italy and It's just interesting how parts of your life from when you were very young end up manifesting themselves into reality as you become an adult. And so as everybody knows, well, maybe you don't, my Nana raised me. Um, You know, I'm super grateful for her. She is the reason for sure that I am the woman that I am today. She is constantly around me. I feel her all the time and I truly believe in that. I don't know how spiritual any of you are, but I don't for a second think that she is no longer with me. Um, Although, of course, her physical state is not. You know, sometimes when I meditate, or I'm just sitting and thinking and contemplating, I just feel her all around me. And so I know she's still here in a spiritual sense. And I know she guides me every day and certainly through tough decisions. This is sort of one of the weirder seasons of my life, I suppose. Um, Well, I don't really even know if that's true. I guess we'll probably get into that in this podcast. But anyway, so I've always had this kind of love affair with Italy. And one of the first times I ever wrote down that I was going to have an Italian partner uh, was probably eight, nine years ago, because I've always... Been a um, vision boarder. I've always been somebody who, not always, for 11 years I've been doing vision boards and writing down um, goals, dreams, hopes, etc. 11 years ago I wrote down my one year goal, three year goal, five year goals, and 10 year goals. Uh, And there's, and I don't know, it's, it must have started back from that little snow globe (laughs) of Assisi, uh, because Saint Francis of Assisi, of course. And um, just to tie back in some more of that religious stuff that I've been talking a lot more about on the podcast lately. Um, And Sorry if it's really windy. I don't know if you can hear that or not. (laughs) But uh, at any rate, so I just, um, I don't know why I wrote that down. I don't know why I wrote down that I would have an Italian husband. And I don't know why I ended up, um, obviously, for those of you who don't know, again, I'm actually divorced, so... Uh, I was not married to an Italian. What was I thinking? Oh my God. And then uh, I I was in a relationship with a Roman for quite some time there. And I was like, oh my God, my Italian, my Italian. Uh, that did not work out. though so for um, several reasons, I guess I could probably tell that on the podcast too. If you guys really want to know that story, that's a good one. It's a really entertaining story. Uh, but it was just always sort of this want and need almost in my soul to travel. And so I don't know if any of you have that call as well, but for me... Um, it's very strong. The need for me to go and explore the world and hear different languages and feel the energy of places. I walk around a lot without shoes on, which is actually one of the little funny things Michaela said to me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, the girl who never wears shoes, you're like a Flintstone. <laughs> like, <laughs> a Flintstone, that's funny. Um, but I just like to feel the energy of places and I don't think I can feel the energy if my my shoes are on my feet. So I take them off a lot. A lot. And so, at any rate, uh, so I, I, I obviously made the career decision to become a network marketer. Thank God. I feel blessed every single day of my life to have found this profession, to have given it an honest, try I think a lot of people they maybe join a company but then they don't really do anything they do a lot of development and not a lot of action or just a lot of nothing like though you wouldn't be listening to this if you do a lot of nothing but um a lot of nothing right a lot of nothingness a lot of uh hey I bought a kit where's my money kind of a thing and obviously well that's just not how it works I don't really think you should be expecting to see many results if that's the way that you are showing up in your business but at any rate I uh I really jumped in nine years ago and one of the stories that really stuck out to me was there was a woman who was a single mom and she lived in a lake house and she had a bunch of cars and, or I guess she had a, uh, a car. I think she had like an Escalade or something or a Mercedes or something like that. But then she ended up getting a Porsche and I thought, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I remember her talking about all the trips she had taken. You know, she had been on cruises. She hadn't been anywhere crazy, but like she had been to Mexico and she had been on cruises and I should, it is way too windy at the beach. I should probably turn around. Um, but she had been all of these really cool places and I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, that is my why. Like, I want to see the world. I want to experience people. I want to feel the culture and energy of different places and... Uh, get to really experience all of that and there was no way in my financial situation that that was anything that was going to happen for me and so I took my business really seriously and I was one of those people who won every single incentive trip ever I don't know if that's you too if you're competitive like that but for me I I I really wanted to see the world and I didn't want to spend all, all of my money on it so I won everything and the first time I got to go to Italy was seven years ago. Um, It was a board of directors cruise. So our company, this is my first company ever, direct sales party plan. Um, Maybe eight years ago, guys. I don't even know. Eight years ago, probably. uh, You ran a contest. There was a contest. You knew what you had to do. It was a year-long contest to be on the board of directors where theoretically you would make company decisions. Now, that's not actually how the company worked and the company went under. under. The company went completely bankrupt and was bought out by a competitor. Um, But at any rate... Uh all the board of directors want a trip to the Mediterranean or they could take money. Now for me, I've, I've said this a thousand times too, but I am not money motivated. I am not money driven. Money does not get the people going for me. Um I don't I just don't care. I don't like to spend money unless it's on other people. I bought really cool gifts yesterday actually for somebody. I'm super excited. Uh but money just I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't do it for me. I think it is a scorecard. I do Uh, I probably will barf when the money drops in my account on the 15th of this month. Uh, It is a tremendous amount of money that I don't, I don't know. It feels like Monopoly money. But even with that, that money has just allowed me to see the world. And that's where my gratitude really comes in. So seven years ago, I took the trip. Only, it was either five or six of us actually took the trip of the 45, 50 women who won the trip. They took a cash out instead. And I thought to myself, this is not what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for, for, to see the world. And I took a flight. Uh, landed in Barcelona, which is of course Spain and I never even got to see Barcelona. I actually still haven't seen Barcelona, but uh, The the plane took off from there the boat left from Barcelona and we all met there for the first time and uh, that group of the group of women and we went on I believe a 10-day Mediterranean cruise. We did Italy, France and Spain and The first time I ever stepped foot on Italian soil was actually Pompeii. And I remember getting off that boat and I just felt this... Like... I didn't even know about energy back then, but I felt this crazy wave of emotion taking over me. Now, look, I've got all of 5% Sardinian blood, okay? I am not, I will not claim Italian, okay? I've got, you know, 8% Spanish and Portuguese. (laughs) Like, I can't really claim this whole peninsula over here, right? Uh, At least I don't, I don't think, I think that's strange. I think most Americans probably would, but I won't. So, uh, but I just felt this connection and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is why I wrote on my thing. I was gonna have an Italian husband. Like, I'm one of those people, right? I'm like a uh, a master manifestor or something like that. So, uh, I did that trip: Pompeii, Napoli, Pisa, Rome. Mm, I think that might be it and I was just like overwhelmed with how much I loved Italy and I kept saying oh my gosh I want to come back oh my gosh I'm going to come back oh my gosh I'm going to come back France was just Marseille and then Spain was Mallorca and uh, like I said Barcelona but I never even got to see it so this trip obviously now I've been in Valencia for Mm, eight days I think it is and it's been amazing it's beautiful here by the way you should all come and visit the people are lovely the climate is insane and etc but uh I knew I would come back and the time I came back for the first time again was very business related. So I came back to Italy for the first time since that trip, which was just absolutely insane, by the way, so many memories. I feel like I remember every single day of that trip, like it was yesterday, which I don't really know what that means in energy terms, but for me, it was almost like I can just, I can relive it in my mind, which is so powerful. And it just made me want to come back and build and Here's an interesting business thing is the company I was with, I should have known that I was never going to stay with them. And I say that because in that company, you are only allowed to build in the country that you live in. And that's just not aligned with my plans. And so since I've already told you that, right, Um, it's just not aligned with who I am. It's just such a small Small minded view of, of how big business can be. And I just remember thinking, this can't be, this can't be for me. This can't be for me. This can't be for me. I have to have this international team. And then I started writing things down. I hope you guys write your goals down. Uh, but I started writing things down like that I would have a team that was so international with so many languages that most of the time I would be translated into numerous languages. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, if that could happen, that would be like the coolest thing ever. I would love it so much. And now now I am on Zooms 12 times a week that are translated. Literally 12 Zooms a week are translated at minimum, right? And obviously you see how much I travel and how many different languages I am exposed to. And it's crazy whether it's Chinese, whether it's Taiwanese, whether it's Cantonese, whether it's um, Italian, whether it's French, whether it's Norwegian, whether it's Swedish, whether it's Spanish, uh, so many different languages. It's really um, German, of course, Dutch, of course. Um, it's It's been an incredible ride. So. Uh I've toured Europe now 3 times in the last 12 months and right now a year ago today I was actually in Germany for the first time just loving it and experiencing that culture for the first time and really um, falling in love with this. And so, like I said, I knew I wouldn't stay. I knew I wasn't aligned with my first company. And so some people probably need to kind of check themselves and say, am I aligned with what I'm doing right now? Is this the opportunity for me? Because when I started to internalize the pros and cons of what it would be to stay in my first company ever, my party playing company, not my networking company, that was just a big glaring, oh God, to me. So went to Italy for the second time this uh, past January, actually, and it was like the same thing again. My God, I um, <laughs> get off the freaking airplane and I see Luca and I'm like, God, like, it just feels like I like live here. Like it just feels like effortless to me. It feels like this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, the people, you know, I was talking to, to Courtney Shepard the other day, well, every day, but I was talking to her the other day and she's like, you know, you're not actually introverted. You're extremely ambivert. And I said, you think so? So... She said, yeah, like you love to be alone more than anybody I know, which is so true. She said, but you love to be around people who love to be around you. Like you love to, you feed off of the energy of people who are just pure and good and love you and appreciate you. I'm like, huh, I guess that's true. So being here, it's like I got off the plane last time, spent time immediately with Luca and Tommy, got to meet the Italian team for the first time, have a million photos with them, of course, did our first huge event with 250 people uh, and just felt like, oh my God, I have to come back. (laughs) I could only be here, I think, that last time for maybe three or four days. It was a very short trip. And uh, then Italy exploded. You know, it was almost like God was like, I put this team in in your life for a reason. You are going to pour into them and they are going to become your family. And it's just going to be different. It's just going to feel different. And so over the last six, seven, seven months now, you know, it has been like that. We Zoom every single Monday. We Zoom every single Tuesday. We do MVP training sometimes, which is our core rank. We do so many things together that my ex actually said to me, uh, this is maybe a month before I broke up with him. Um, I, he said to me, you know, you spend too much time talking to the Italians. I said, what? He's like, you need to consider putting them on a schedule. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yep, tell them they can only message you between these hours of the day. I think that's a good solution. I'm like, I don't think that's a good solution at all. Because for me, in my heart, uh, first of all, I would never do that to anybody on the team. But I don't know, I have this weird connection. Um, And certainly there are a lot of one on one conversations with Italian people, um, certainly our leaders, and then group conversations as well well and this very deep almost not even almost this deep soulful connection like if you are somebody who you feel like your soul is whoa, hello you feel like your soul is crying out for something that is the only way i can describe what was happening to me it was like every time i would see a message from um you know well in particular, one person, but in general, the, the Italian group, I'd be like, oh, like my heart was just like being pulled in the direction. I just kept thinking to myself, oh my god, like what is going on? So came to Italy, as you guys know, landed on June <laughs> June second. Um, it is July twelfth right now that I record this. <laughs> um, July twelfth, and it was like. Unbelievable. (laughs) I land and we're in Rome and I see Fountain de Trevi with literally nobody there, uh, which, you know, this is Corona time for those of you who maybe are listening in the future and everything in Italy is empty. Um, actually not anymore but last month everything was empty so I've I've been to Fountain de Trevi before it's usually swarmed with people it was an actual ghost town it was one of the most magical things um, I've ever seen and we walk the streets of Rome and there's nobody and nobody's speaking English everybody's speaking only Italian there's no tourists anywhere you really had to be Italian to be let into the country except for me they let me in and even that okay hold on I gotta beat beat back this up This is 100% a God thing. I go to the airport at JFK. I don't think I've told you the story. I go to the airport at JFK. And, um, you know, I've already flown from DFW to JFK. That's where my layover was. I had to stay. Uh, I had a 20-hour layover. Ridiculous ridiculous, freaking coronavirus, uh, 20 hour layover at JFK, go to get on the airplane, go to check in for my flight. There is a huge line of Italians, uh, Italian Americans. So they're American. They're not Italian citizens, but they're legit Italian Americans. They're not like the 5%. Like I was saying, these are people who, um, are speaking Italian, you know, like they're going to see their family in Rome. They're legit. And they were not allowed on the plane. And there's me. So there's this group of 25 Italian Americans who cannot get on the plane. I'm messaging uh, Luca, Tommy, um, Alberto, Michele. I'm like, I'm not coming. (laughs) Like, I don't think they're going to let me on this plane. This is crazy. They're not letting anybody on the plane unless they have a uh, Italian citizenship or residence card. And they're like, what? And I get up there and I'm so ready for them to say, sorry, you know, your ticket is not valid. And they said, "Hmm, okay, you go. I'm like, what? So I get on this plane. I'm like losing my mind. I could not even believe that they let me on this plane. I get on the plane. Nothing at all in English. The whole flight, Italian. I can't make this stuff up. I'm sitting there and I just, I'm just shaking my head like this is, this is not real life. They let me on this plane. They let me on this plane. I I am that Italian and they let me on this plane. I'm like, God wants me in Italy. I swear, God wants me in Italy. So I get there and it was like... I'm not even kidding. I sat on that airplane and it was this huge wave of relief. And I hate to say that except for I think most of us need to start listening to our intuition. We need to start listening to our internal guidance. Because I have been battling with the idea of calling this relationship off since November. Um just out of total transparency, went to took him to Hawaii with the team uh with an incentive trip I ran, which of course he did not earn. He has zero recruits, has no idea how to build a networking business. And but he was my boyfriend. So I took him. And the whole time, the utter lack of gratitude, which I told him this, by the way. So this is like no tea, no shade. Uh, I, I told him, I'm like, you know, it's just strange to me. You've gotten used to this life that I've given you like a like a gold digger, for lack of a better word. And you're, you know, like you're not contributing. You're not even saying thank you. You know, this is a trip that caught co- like your part of the trip cost me $6,000. Like, can you say thank you, you know? Uh, and so that for me was like... A big, huge red flag that I ignored for a long time. And then energetically, I just ignored, ignored, ignored and making the decision, having the decision actually on Brittany Anderson's rank eight day, uh, where that was the conversation where it all went down, where it was like, you're not, you're prioritizing the business over the relationship. And I'm like the business and the relationship have to be together. If you want to be in a relationship with me, he brought up moving out. I said, I think it's a great idea. That was that was that, Uh, but getting on the airplane, I felt like this. Oh my God, relief! There's no other way to describe it. I just felt like this wave of calm. It was like God was just like, "Thank you for finally listening." And I said something to somebody the other day. I said, "God doesn't whisper to me." Like people talk about, oh, you know, God whispers. You just have to listen. No, no, no. God literally takes out like a two by four and hits me over the head. Like this is the way God God and I communicate. So it took a two by four, smacked me over the head. (laughs) It was like, Jesse Lee, this is like, this is your big rude awakening. Okay. You are not going back to this relationship. You are done. You are done, 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 done. So I got on the plane and, um, it was like, I landed and it just felt so like different. I don't really know how to explain this. I felt like I landed and I came home. Uh, and so I would started like joking around here and there, like, maybe I'll stay longer, you know, and you know me, a little manifestation queen, I'm like, maybe I'll stay longer. Maybe I'll stay longer. Maybe I'll stay longer. And again, please start listening to your internal guidance that, that calling inside of you. That's just like, come on sister. This is, this is what you're supposed to do with your life. And uh, so I I extended. I kept extending. Extend, extend, extend. it's extend, extend. Uh, and then somebody messaged me. Uh, his name's Matthew. He's a leader. He'll hit champ car owner this month. And he said, you know, if you're still here on this day, will you come to Spain? I'm like, I'm not going to be there on that day. But you know, next trip, next trip. And then I extended. So I said, okay, I'm coming to Spain. And then you know, here I am. And same thing. You know, people were like, will the American be able to cross borders? Will she be able to do whatever? Like, I kept extending to be able to see people in my life, like Sasha, Anna, Andrea, Stephen, you know, the Germans and the Croatians. I I extended so I could see Lizbeth, the uh, Dutch. I extended, of course, because my heart just got so involved in Italy. I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, Started discussing, you know, looking at houses very seriously, too, not even as a joke. Um, And then it was just like everything in my life that I've said now for so many years, um, you know, coming full circle where it, it's almost become um, like, wow, Jesse Lee, you you really are just putting all your puzzle pieces together. And I'm not saying I'm like, you know, about to move to Italy and get married, nothing like that. Uh, because I actually think I need to be in a part of my life right now where I, uh, where I heal, where I go very internal. Um, and it's not to say I'm not like totally enamored with, with people. Well, somebody, it's just that I know what I need for my heart right now I know what I need for wow that was really vulnerable I should I don't know if I should have said that on a podcast it's okay I don't think you guys are stupid um but I (laughs) because I know how many like tens of thousands of people listen to this whatever I'm putting it out there whatever universe here you go god here we go um like I know what I feel I just also know that in order for me to step forward into the woman that I'm supposed to be I need to make sure that I take care of Jesse Lee. I need to make sure that my heart is healed. I need to make sure that, um, I'm making decisions because of all the right reasons, instead of being that Mrs. Fix-It, being that person who, um, you know, wants to make everybody else happy and not herself. And I think that was the big difference maker when I was here, quite honestly, is I was just being a yes person. Like, every two seconds. So it got to the point where I'm like, I'm not even going to order dinner. Just order me food. It has to be a dead animal, you know? And so, and then next thing you know, I'm eating raw fish. I don't eat raw fish. Well, apparently I do. Right. Um, saying yes to like, uh, anything, anything anybody said, you want to go dancing? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, do you want one of the, you want some of this? Yeah, sure. Why not? hey, I thought you don't do that. Yep. well, I guess I do now. You know, like all of these little things, these little nuances in my life that I've tried to, or I've said no to for now 31 years of my life because, you know, I'm trying to control a situation. Great irony being you really can't control situations. Everything is happening for you in your life. Um, Like my other podcast said, episode 170, it was all happening for me. I just needed to embrace the life lessons that God was trying to teach me. And so I just let loose. I just let go of control. And the Italians and the Spaniards are so not planned. And you all know how much I coach and teach and train, plan your business, schedule your business, do your business, blah 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 blah. And they are just not like that. Like they will say, okay, meeting's going to start at 1245 at 245. You're like, are we going to start the meeting or what the heck is going on? Right. Or okay. Like she says, she's going to be here at 8am. Just expect it at 10. Like it just, it's just go with the flow. And some of them have been apologizing these last couple days. I'm like, I don't think you understand how much my actual soul needed to be italianized or whatever like i needed to not have the control i needed to have the schedule that made no sense i needed to feel the moments of frustration because i'm like are we going to get it done or are we just sitting around like being idiots for me it was it was such a relaxing this is what life is supposed to feel like. You've worked so hard. You're still working so hard. You're still getting so much accomplished. This is what life is supposed to feel like. This is the flow in regards to hustle and flow that just shifted everything. And I think that's why my business is exploding. Um, I have been recruiting at nearly an all time high last month in Italy. I personally recruited 34 people. So if you were one of them, welcome to the team, uh, 34 personal recruits last month, 74,000 points in sales. So personal. So that's about a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars in personal sales of mine last month team did about seven million dollars in sales last month uh, and we're smoking this month we're having an even bigger month now and again my recruiting is crazy and I think a lot of that is just this people are like oh my god your energy in in Europe oh my gosh Andrea was telling me he's like you're so much more beautiful in Europe don't leave you'll get ugly (laughs) and of course he's joking but it's just um, I think when you uh, maybe shed a lot of the energy from things that are no longer serving you. It maybe allows you to fly. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I did this trip that I don't even know if you should like say things on a podcast, but I just, I lived, I really feel like I lived for possibly the first time in my life. And I, Just hope and pray that so many of you can step more into whatever's making you happy and take the initiative to do things that maybe people say are crazy and maybe people say you don't make sense and maybe people say that you're nuts and maybe people say you're ruining your life or you're throwing something away or what are you doing or you're making a mistake and maybe you're not. Maybe instead you're finally following your own intuition. Maybe for the first time in your entire life, you're actually listening to yourself and your internal guidance instead of ooh, thunder, uh-oh, instead of what everybody else thinks you should do. And I had those moments where shame would kind of try to bu- um, bubble up, you know, kind of like in my gut, like shame would be bubbling up like, oh my gosh, what if somebody finds out that you did this or whatever? And then I realized like, oh my God, like if they, but they know how happy I am. And so I want you to think about that. Like I didn't do anything dangerous. I hope this doesn't sound like I'm like doing like, like drugs or anything like that here. I'm not doing any drugs. Okay. But I actually thought to myself for, for, for quite a few moments, um, you know, when I was saying yes to stuff, or yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, that was my line. Michaela said, Jesse Lee says, yes, yeah, sure, to everything here, and it's beautiful. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do that. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, sure, okay. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, huh, mm-hmm. Uh huh, yeah, sure, let's go on that ride. Yeah, sure, okay. I don't jump in pools. I don't jump in oceans. I don't go on boats. I hate boats. Apparently, I don't hate boats. Uh. <laughs> (laughs) just, yeah, sure. Maybe a lot of us just need to, yeah, sure. Our life a little bit more instead of no, 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 no. And you might see that something magical and beautiful and spectacular and aligned comes into your life. And, uh, the other thing I would just suggest everybody does, and I of course did it as soon as, um, as I made the decision to, to break up. Um, I, I went and I wrote my list, my manifestation list, and I hope every single one of you does this. And then you just, you really pay attention to it. Um, and that is just take out a pen and paper and I want you to write down every single thing your perfect ideal partner has. I want you to write down what they look like, what they smell like, what they talk like, what languages they speak. Uh, I want you to think about how they speak to your future children. I want you to think about how they speak to your family, how they speak to their family. What are the kinds of dates that you go out on? What are the kind of experiences that they like to do? How do they pull things out of you? Like, do they make you more fun? Do they make you more um, more care uh, carefree? Like, what are the things? are you building something together? You know, for me, it's very important. And I'm realizing this, I had this conversation with, um, this girl, her name is Danny on our team yesterday. And I said, you know, my next partner has to be wealthy. And I said, I don't know why I keep doing this. (laughs) And she said, and I said, well, I explained, no, I know I like to fix people, whatever. And she simply said, um, yeah why do you say that and I said it's really really obvious because in order for you to amass a tremendous amount of wealth it has nothing to do with the money I don't want your money (laughs) I'm very good at making my own money but what it takes to be a wealthy person in regards to your work ethic in regards to your drive in regards to the way that you show up in regards to the way that you love in regards to the way that you are charismatic in regards to the way that you are amazing at building relationships etc 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 that's what I have to have in a partner and she just said yep I completely agree and so um, whatever the things are for you on your list, I want you to write that list down and then I want you to cross-reference it with who you are. So if you're writing something down like you want somebody calm and you're a hothead, maybe that doesn't make sense. If you want somebody who is super fun and you find yourself being like a, a, you know, a negative Nelly all the time and you're just not fun and you sit at home all the time, if you're not willing to get out of your comfort zone, maybe a fun person doesn't make sense and maybe you need to change that. If you're somebody who wants somebody who's you know very physically fit and takes care of themselves, et cetera, You know, check yourself. Same thing with wealth. I would never expect to attract a wealthy partner if I wasn't able to also attract wealth into my life. And so I just want you to maybe do that and then meditate on that. Maybe make a Pinterest board on that. Maybe visualize really hard on that because I hope and pray for all of you that someday you're able to look up from that list and go, huh, there they are. And there's the person that you've prayed for. There's the person that you've dreamed about. There's the person that you visualize and that you saw in your life well before they ever made it into your life. And so I'm not saying I'm necessarily there. I don't know. Uh, but I am saying that I'm really excited to move into this next stage of my life. I. I am really sad to go home, uh, but I am also grateful to go home to, you know, of course, my god babies and the shepherds and, of course, my children, my doggies. Uh, I'm very excited for that, and I'm excited for the future. I know that Italy is not going anywhere. (laughs) I know uh, how connected I am, and so I know that this is nothing that is going to, you know, like fade away because I, I, I go back 10,000 kilometers back to my home. Um, and so knowing that I have the power to control anything I want in my life, just like every single one of you is bringing me, um, a lot of peace because I did quite frankly leave Italy and sob like, you would have thought someone died. Oh, my gosh, guys. The flight attendants were like, is everything okay, ma'am? Can we help you? I'm like, I am not okay. I can't see with those freaking freaking eyelashes are falling in my eyes. And I can't breathe because this damn mask you guys make us wear. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> It was interesting because in my relationship that I broke up with, um, I didn't shed a single tear. And so I just want you to pay attention to energy. I want you to pay attention to your intuition. I want you to pay attention to your inner calling. And do things in your life that bring you peace, that bring you joy, that make you happy and that make you feel alive. And I am in Italy and my sisters and my brothers, I feel so alive. And I'm not even in Italy, I'm lying to you. I'm in Spain, uh, but I'm in Europe. (laughs) I feel super, super alive. And I hope that every single one of you has experiences like this, hopefully in your very near future. And I know this episode was a little calm, but you guys said that you wanted to hear more of me and my story. And it just seems really crazy to me that, yeah, yeah, sure jesse lee all stemmed from a saint francis of assisi snow globe from nana when i was a little girl so i want you to think about life experiences from your past and how it is turning you into the man or woman that you are supposed to be in your present and in your future and remember that live in the future there's nothing wrong with living in the future i love you guys i appreciate you my name is jesse lee you can call me hashtag boss lee or the people's mentor god bless every single one of you and i hope you have a beautiful day I hope you love this episode of the show a little bit raw a little bit real and very jesse lee and if you did make sure you leave a review screenshot it share it and um i don't know i would love to hear your feedback on it to be quite honest today's reviewer of the show is five stars dkh15 they don't call her boss lee for nothing some people binge netflix during quarantine i binge jesse lee 100 million percent this girl will get you out of a funk she will take you to church people i don't care if you're in network marketing or not she will pour into your soul and make you want to do better to be better i am so thankful for the podcast and for the hype jesse lee provides thanks so much i love it i appreciate it and you my friend are the reviewer of the episode